What is your responsibility? You. What are you, what are you responsible for? Not what are you capable of, what are you responsible for? One thing I do with my students is we do this activity, we talk about deeper meaning. Sometimes we'll do three levels deep, shout out to my students. But one of the things, if you're familiar, if one of my students you're familiar with this is Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, right? And I'm gonna say this out loud, but I want you to say it with me and we're gonna try to find the deeper meaning of Humpty Dumpty and that's gonna help us understand responsibility. Say it out loud. Wherever you are, in your car, on the treadmill, that's fine. Don't worry about the person next to you. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Okay, well, let's break this down. When I talk to my students, I'll tell them about denotation and connotation. Now, denotation is the, if you think of it this way, the literal definition. What would the dictionary say this word means or this phrase means? Connotation, if you think about the C, would be what does the culture say? What does it figuratively mean? What does it represent? Let's look at this thing literally and figuratively to help us understand, get to the deeper meaning and understand responsibility. Now, Humpty Dumpty is not an egg, right? Literally, it does not say he's an egg. It does not say that here in the text. I know there's pictures, there's all these things, but Humpty Dumpty is just a, it's a person. It's a, it's a person, right? And sat on a wall, all right, well, now he had a great fall. That goes back to the first line, how high was this wall? If he had a great fall, they couldn't put them back together again. This tells you how high the wall is. It makes me wonder, how did he get up here on this wall anyway? You ever thought that? Like, how did, how did he get up there? Now we notice he's by himself. No one else is mentioned in the text, which we then can assume that he's there by himself. And I always ask students, was Humpty Dumpty the kind of person that said, hey, help me get to the top. And when I get there, I'll help you get to the top. But he lied, because he didn't do this. Now, he has a great fall. Okay, all right. All the king's horses and all the who? King's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Okay, he went to the king's horses. He went to the king's men. Who did Humpty not go to? The king! He should have gone to the king! And maybe we're going to the wrong people for the right things. That's... <laughs> Come on, that is your first point. You're going to the wrong people for the wrong things. What would make you think a horse could put you back together again? If I'm being literal, if we're being literal, what would make you think? Come on, come on. You're going to the wrong people for the right things. Well, I just wanted fulfillment. Well, fulfillment is not in someone else's bed. Oh my, where is my... <laughs> <laughs> Your purpose is not in that drive-through when you've had a bad day. Now I'm talking to me. I mean, I'm just trying to ask you, <laughs> you're, maybe, you're, you, maybe it's the right thing. You want connection. You want validation. You want purpose, you want joy, you want happiness, you want respect, you want to increase your self-esteem, but maybe it's the right thing, but it's found in the wrong place. Maybe you don't even find it at all. Okay, let's go back through one more time. Couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again? Okay, Humpty, hold on one second, Humpty. <laughs> hold on one second, Humpty. Come on, HD, come on, HD. <laughs> 
what were you doing on this wall again? Now, it doesn't say he was on the wall twice. It doesn't say that. But the word together again lets me know he's been broken before. He's been broken before and he's going back to people that still can't fix him. Ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> How many times have we said, don't go back? Now I'm talking to me. But you know that, you know this. This is a principle that we know. Do not go back. You were broken once before. I don't know who put them together again for the first time. I'm imagining it was not these horses. I'm pretty sure the horses were irrelevant. Like I'm sure, right? If we're being literal, if we're being very literal, right? Maybe you should have gone to the king. Who's that person you're supposed to go to? Who's the person that can actually help you understand your purpose? Who's the person that can actually help you find out your life's assignment? And maybe you're, you're seeking the right thing from the wrong people. You would never, this isn't in my notes, but you would never go to Wendy's when you need to buy tires. You would never go to, if you needed to get your arm fixed, you would never go to McDonald's. Well, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Because McDonald's cannot help you with a broken arm, and Wendy's does not help you with tires. I'm <laughs> you couldn't even get a person from Wendy's to help you blow up air in your tire if you were in the parking lot. What are we talking about here? Does that make sense to you? And maybe you need something, but you're going to a place that cannot fulfill that need. When we talk about responsibility, who was responsible for Humpty Dumpty? Just keep that in your head for a second. Keep that in your head for a second. We're going to the wrong people for the right things. Broken people cannot fix broken people. Broken people cannot put broken people back together. A broken relationship cannot fix a broken heart. Well, I don't know why he won't love me because he can't love himself. A broken school system, a broken teacher cannot help. Come on, man, look. A broken government cannot fix your life. Whose responsibility is it? Think about this Humpty Dumpty story. And I'd love to tell Humpty Dumpty, you weren't supposed to be on that wall. You weren't supposed to be there or you were supposed to help others up, but you weren't supposed to sit on the wall. And Humpty, I don't know what Humpty was going through. I don't know the purpose of his life, but I know the purpose of his life wasn't sitting around. Wait, can I say that again? I don't know the purpose of his life, but I know the purpose of his life was not to be just sitting around. To my young people, you might not know what your purpose is, but you gotta figure out what your purpose ain't. That's number two. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? You might not know what your purpose is, but you've got to start figuring out now what your purpose ain't. That's, that, is that grammatically correct right there? <laughs> You've got to start figuring out, okay, well, I know my purpose is not this. I know my calling is not this. I know my assignment is not this. I know my passions are not these. You have to at least start doing some inventory and start, start taking some accountability, some responsibility for your own passion, for your own assignment, for your own purpose. Waiting for people to tell you, I don't know. I don't know how long you can play that game because if you wait for other people to tell you, then you'll just help building their dream.
What is your responsibility? In your school, in your church, in your community, in, your, in the culture, what are you responsible for? Can I, re can I remix it, re remix it? Who are you responsible for? Is it just you? Is your life's purpose more than just you? And yes, yes, people are difficult. People will get on your last good nerve. But our purpose is found in people. That's the, that's the purpose of your life is to give, to serve, to lead, to inspire others. Your purpose is for others. I'll prove it to you. A chef doesn't even make food for him or herself. <laughs> you can be the best chef, but you don't cook food for you. The best chef opens restaurants. The best chef opens chains. The best chef opens doors. The best chef learns and creates and teaches. <laughs> and helps other people. But they, but that person, they make food for others. The best chefs aren't being like, are the best, my goodness y'all. The best chefs aren't sitting around, yeah man, I'm the best chef, I make this food for just me. <sighs> Am I cooking on this episode? Or is that just another chef reference? Here we go, here we go. People are our responsibility. And I think about who was responsible for Humpty Dumpty. Maybe Humpty Dumpty should have been responsible for other people. But I'm telling you, man, somebody should have been in his life. Hey, hey, you're not supposed to be up there. You're not supposed to be up there. But then maybe it was Humpty Dumpty's responsibility. I shouldn't be up here. I know I shouldn't be up here on this super high wall. But other people, they are your responsibility. You're supposed to help them. You're supposed to nurture them. You're supposed to develop. You are. But let's look at this word and break it into two. Responsibility. 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 Response. If that's the first idea, how do you respond? Do you react? Do you get in revenge mode? You're watching the news, you're seeing things happen in the culture, you're seeing things on trolling on TikTok. What is your response? Oh, ah, mm, I can't, I'm glad that happened to them. Or, mm-hmm, yeah, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Look at how you respond. I talk to young people for a living, as you know, and some of them are giving up on themselves, but I'll speak with older people, and older people are giving up on young people. What's your response? Let's play a response game. Okay, we're gonna do this in your car, wherever you are right now, in the library, wherever, okay? I'm gonna ask you seven questions and you're gonna respond fast, fast, okay? Whatever your gut response is. I don't want you to think about it, I just want you to just act on it, okay? That might, that might, that might preach right there. Too much time thinking and not enough action. But okay, here we go. Number one, somebody tries to tickle you, what's your response? Go. <laughs> Number two, a coworker or fellow student takes the credit for the job or project you put time and work in. What's your response? Okay, make sure you're saying it out loud. Number three, 
You go to the movies and you order popcorn and instead of butter, they put on ketchup. What's your response? <laughs> Number four, you wanted to buy a new car, but your best friend said it was ugly. And a week later, you see that person driving that same car. What's your response? Number five, 25,848 people are experiencing homelessness in Texas on any given day. Well, what's your response? Number six, black people are 13% of the US population, but they are 38% of the US jail population. Now what's your response? Hmm. Number seven, 71% of adults in San Antonio are classified as either obese or overweight in San Antonio. What's your response? Well, love is the answer. Wait, to all those questions? Yeah, to all those questions. Love is the answer. <laughs> not acting out of spite, not acting out of anger, not acting out of disappointment, but acting out of love. Love is the response and we have to do more. What is our response? We're talking about responsibility, but it first starts with your response. Love is an action, but it's also an assignment. <laughs> write that down. Please write that down. You might have to write that down twice. Love is an action, but it's also an assignment. Love is not a feeling. You've heard me say this before. Love is not a feeling. Love is an action. Love is an action, but it's also an assignment. You are called to love to love those people in that area, on that side of town with a specific need, you're supposed to love them. Now love is a sacrifice. It's gonna cost you something. It's gonna cost you something, right? Love is not free. People think the love is free, but, but if it's an action, it's not free. It costs you something. It costs you your pride. It costs you your time. It costs you something. It's gonna cost something, right? Every, all these things, if nothing is free, right? We talked about that in the cost and the worth. Nothing is free, which means love is not free because love is something. Which, and nothing is free. Love also costs. Love costs you waking up at 4 a.m. to go serve in that food kitchen. Come on. Love costs you, if you're, if you're a teacher, love costs you waking up and working with students who might not even have your best interest. If you were a medical person or some sort of health care technician, first responder, you've got to love people that don't have the same political views as you. You've got to love people and show, show them love through your actions to trying to help heal them to get them healthy again. Even if they don't have the, if they're racist or they don't have the same beliefs as you, you still have to show up and still show love. Does this make sense? Love is an action. Love is not a feeling, but the culture makes, the culture wants to con contort feelings in it and call it love, but that's not love. Love is an action. Love is a sacrifice and love is an assignment. It's gonna cost you something. Now you might not love what they do, right? And for example, if you are a healthcare provider and you're working with somebody who is addicted to drugs, well you don't love what they do, but you love the person that does it. Does that make sense? Well, the old school church would say you don't love the sin, but you love the sinner. Just try, I'm just trying to help you understand. You might not love their actions, but your actions show love. 
<laughs> there it is. I found it. I found it. You might not love the actions of others, the beliefs of others, but you still show them love with your actions. That's what we're talking about. And this is hard. That's hard. I know this is radical for some of you. We think, okay, James, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do, okay, but, but, but think about what you've been doing and has it been working? Love is our first response, not our last resort. How do you show love? I'm glad you asked. You show love by giving your time. You show love by being present. You show love by walking in excellence in everything you do. You show love by sowing seeds of encouragement into other people. Showing love is opening doors. Now, not just literally, but also opening doors, being the possibility for other people, making things possible. You show love, not just in conversation, but in your contribution. Write that down. Well, I'm trying to get on fire right now. You show love, not just in your conversation, but in your contribution. Now I'm gonna come for everybody today. When they say our thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers with you guys, thoughts and prayers, and I'm not knocking prayer, come on. But I need some action now. I need some action. I'll prove it to you. If you prayed and said, I wanna lose weight, and you never acted on going to the gym, well, how is that gonna work? And you don't change your diet, right? <clears throat> this is this is for, for my believers. Prayer still requires participation. And I know this is, we're not even, I can't even go there today, but prayer still requires your participation. Okay, now, everything is an action. You show love to those people, not just in your conversation, not just talking about it, not just talking about the problem, but being the one to step up and you're willing to be responsible to be part of the solution. There are things that might upset you. There's things that, that bother you, but how can you show love back in return? Not offense, not frustration, not revenge, not bitterness, not holding a grudge, but how do you show love to your coworkers? <laughs> How do you show love to all these people? Now, I have all these examples that I've been pushing myself to do. You're called to love. And I felt that. I felt that. I heard that. I heard that same calling. One day I said, hey, I need to give 38 sack lunches to homeless people. And I thought, wait, what? <laughs> James, you, what? <laughs> and I just, I felt it strongly. And I didn't do it for two months. I'll be honest, about two months, I did not do it. And then one day I said, you just have to do this today. You just have to do this today. It was a Friday morning, I believe, Saturday morning. And I made 38 sack lunches. And I said, well, I don't know who I'm gonna give it to. James, just get in the car and you will find these people. Got in the car, drove around town, and found homeless people after homeless person after homeless person and just gave and I didn't say hey I want to I want to convert you or not I just I just hey I just hope that you know that you're loved oh thank you man I said hey do you need any water I had gallons of water in my car too some people said yes some people said no and I just did that and it was cold and rainy a couple weeks I'm sure my San Antonio people remember it was super cold rain. it was about 40 degrees outside and I'm just out there just dri driving in my car getting out of my car some cases or staying in my car however it works it just because of the locations. And I got in my car a couple of times and just, hey man, I just wanna let you know that you're loved. Oh, thank you, thank you. And some people said thank you and some people didn't say anything at all. Remember, 
It's not about their response, it's about your responsibility. And I just, I did my part. I just did my part. Talk about impact, remember the impact series? You might not always see the impact, but you can still be the impact, okay? One guy, there was one guy who said, hey man, I, I like your hoodie. It was an undefeated speaker hoodie. I said, oh, thanks man. He said, do you have that? I said, oh yeah, man, I make these, it's my brand. He said, oh, that's cool. I was like, you like it? He's like, yeah. I, and I just, it just felt, <laughs> my mind was just going. I said, do you want it? He said, yeah. He said, can I have it? I said, yeah. And I took my hoodie off right then and there and I just gave it to him. And it was cold, y'all, I was freezing taking my hoodie off. And thankfully I had a car to get back into, but it also made me think about those people who, I just gave this guy a hoodie, but he has nowhere else to go. But I did my part. I mean, I... guys, I'm just trying to be real with you. I'm just trying to be authentic with you that it's not about trying to solve the whole problem, but being a part of the solution. For that moment, they had a meal. For that moment, that for that moment, they had a meal. I gave them literally a hoodie off my back in that moment. And I never brag about this stuff. I didn't even post about it. I didn't, I just, I, I, I never even wanted to say anything about it. Honestly, I'm going way off my notes here. I never wanted to say anything because I didn't want to seem like, oh, I'm the guy that, that fed the homeless and I'm the guy, like, I, you know, y'all know me. That's, I, that was the first time I've even never done anything like that. I was nervous to do it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I had all this doubt in my mind. I was like, no, stop, shut up. I'm going to go do this. I don't know how it's gonna turn out. I don't know where I'm gonna go. I just did it. And it felt rewarding knowing that I was a part of the solution for even just that moment. What's your response? Now, what's your ability? What's your ability? What literally, what are your abilities? You might think your gift or your assignment or your calling or your purpose, but quite, quite literally, Right, those are things that you're supposed to be doing, but what are you able to do? What are you able? When you look at your response and your abilities, it's easier to see what you can and what you should and who you should be responsible for. Now we talked about Humpty Dumpty, getting on the wall, but let's talk about another wall. No, not the current wall, <laughs> but what a very old wall. There's a story of this guy named Nehemiah who's a cupbearer for the king. Now, a cupbearer is a high position, but the cupbearer literally tries all the drinks and tries all the food for the king or queen to make sure that it's not poisoned. Okay, he's a cupbearer. He hears about a wall in his homeland of Jerusalem and his gates and their ruin, okay? His homeland has a wall that has just been ruined by war and plagues and famine, all these different things. Now, his response to that, he hears it, he hears about it. Okay, let me stop right there. When you hear about something, what do you do? Okay, you heard about Uvalde, what did you do? You heard about George Floyd, what did you do? You heard about the hurricane in Florida, Tampa area, what did you do? You heard about this, what did you do? You heard about child trafficking, what did you do? You heard about police brutality, what did you do? You heard it, right? You're not responsible for what you didn't hear. But maybe you're responsible for what you did hear. What was your response? Ah, oh, that sucks for them. 
Uh, uh, that's, that sucks for them. You heard about it, okay. He hears about, Nehemiah hears about the gates, the walls being torn down in ruins and shambles. He's a cupbearer. What is he? He's a cupbearer. Let's say it one more time. What is he? He's a cupbearer. His response is to ask the king, hey, can I go back to my home land and repair the wall? Can I go back to my homeland and repair the wall? The king says yes. The king says yes. And the king grants him all these people and all these letters and documentation for him to go. Now, when he goes, when he goes, he just looks at the wall, he gathers up some people, and he starts rebuilding. He doesn't, he's not asking for nobody's permission, <laughs> which that might be another speech. Maybe you have to ask for permission for a part of your purpose. I, I, I don't know about that part, but I will tell you that I love that he's a cupbearer. What was he? He's a cupbearer, not a carpenter. Come on. He's a cupbearer, not a carpenter. He has no carpentry skills. And he goes back and he says, I, he feels compelled to go back and rebuild that wall. That's his response. His ability, well, he can pick up a hammer. He can pick up some stones. He can pick up this. Even though he doesn't have the right specifications, you might think, but he has the ability. Now I'm saying it's not really your ability, it's your availability. Have you heard me say that before? It's not your ability, it's your availability. This tells me, this tells me that you don't have to be the best speaker to be able to speak up for yourself or to speak up for that community. Let me say that again for the people in the back. You don't have to be the best speaker to be able to use your voice to speak for others. It's not about your ability, it's your availability. Ooh, come on. It's not about your gift, but you must be present. <laughs> Y'all. It's unmatched, it's unmatched. It's not about your gift, but you must be present. <sighs> you are called to lead that small group. You are called to help those kids study. You are called to help that community. And it's not about your ability, it's about your... What's your response? And look at your ability. Hey, I can do something. I can't end homelessness, but, but I can go make some sack lunches and drive around. I can do that. I am able to do that. You might not have all the money. You might not have all the money, but you have an ability. You don't have all the time, but what are you doing with the time you have left? And your response and your ability, that is your responsibility. No one said anything about your personality. Oh, I just don't have the personality for it. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? We're not talking about your personality. We're talking about your ability. We're talking about your responsibility. We're not talking about your preferences. Well, I would, but I just, you see, I've never been one to, I've, no, oh, you see, I'm very introverted. Be you're telling me because you're introverted, you can't go feed some people? And I'm just using feeding people as an example, but you're, you're telling me that you can't go do it. You don't have the ability because of your preferences or your personality type? Get. I know I'm not supposed to cuss on this episode, but uh, uh, I, I throw up at it because you do have the ability to do something. No one's talking about your personality. This isn't a personality episode. This is not a preferences episode. This is responsibility. You're responsible for it. My mom would say that when you go, she told me, James, when you go visit someone else's house, you're responsible to leave their house nicer than when you first found it. 
Did some of y'all grow up that way? No one ever said I'm the best dishwasher, but I could show up and say to that my friend's mom or dad or whoever it was, hey, I can help. Let me sweep up, let me clean up a little bit. Let me let me throw the trash away. Let me help with the dish, let me put the, I, I, I am able to do it. I haven't won any awards for washing dishes my entire life, but I know how to show up and be present and help. Does this make sense to you? What's your ability? And I heard, I've had people say, well, when I, when I become a millionaire, then I'll give back. But what you do with little is what you'll do with a lot. And if you have $10 right now and you're not willing to give 10 cents or $1 to somebody, you say, well, $1 won't help. Go ask a homeless person if that dollar won't help. <laughs> your responsibility is measured in your response and your ability. How many of you guys are ready for the good work? The God work in you. The good work, rolling up your sleeves, feeding people, serving others, training up the next generation, speaking up for those that are disenfranchised and cannot speak up for themselves. Come on. The real bullies, the real bullies are the people that are silent. Oh, you're bullying me. You're bullying me. No, bro. The people that are bullies are the ones that are silent. Those are the real bullies. Because you won't speak up for someone else that can't speak up for themselves. You are the bully. This is a good work. But it is work. It's a necessary work, but it's work. It's a powerful work, but it is work. It is tough, but with his help, we're tougher, and it's our responsibility. Today, what are you gonna be responsible for?